Welcome to the Star City Podcast. I'm Brian Smith, and this is the place where you can listen in on conversations about life, family, faith, and work with people just like you. I'm your host, Brian Smith, and I'm so glad you joined us today. And we are here with two of my friends, Jenna Woomer. Jenna, good to see you again today. Welcome. Hello. Thanks for the invitation. And then we have Patrick Lawrence. Patrick is our minister to college and young professionals here at First Roanoke. Patrick, it's great to see you, brother. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. Well, let's dive right in. We're talking again about love life. Uh, That is a Christian movement that began out of the experiences and burden for the unborn of its founder, Justin Reeder. In his own words, Justin said, the Holy Spirit convicted me of my own lack of action and I knew that needed to change. After much prayer, he downloaded a strategy in my heart to end abortion in Charlotte, North Carolina by uniting and mobilizing the church. And so that's how Love Life Ministries began. Now, our returning guest today on Star City is Jenna Woomer, who is the Love Life missionary serving right here in the Star City of Roanoke, Virginia. Jenna, again, it's so good to have you back with us here on Star City as we talk about the subject of life. Yeah, it's an honor to join you again today. And Patrick, it's great to have you a part of this conversation because really this whole movement of life within the church uh, in many times is, is being spearheaded by young adults in college and young professionals, something you really don't see in the secular media today being reported, do you? No, and, and I'm certainly excited to see our young adults kind of take this torch and move forward with it. So important. Now, now, Jenna, for those who are not familiar with Love Life, your ministry's mission statement says, Love Life is uniting and mobilizing the church to create a culture of love and life that will result in an end to abortion and the orphan crisis. Boy, I love that mission statement. Uh, but what does that mission statement mean to you personally as a missionary and a part of the Love Life ministry team? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, to me, the emphasis is really on the church. Um, you know, God commands us in Proverbs to rescue those who are stumbling to the slaughter and to be a voice for the voiceless. But we're also told in Matthew twenty-eight nineteen to go and make disciples. So for me, it's really not just about being pro-life, and it's not only about saving babies' lives, um, but it's truly Christianity 101, loving God and loving our neighbors as ourselves. It's Christian faith with army boots on, isn't it? Exactly. You know, taking taking it to the streets. Now, Patrick, one of the things that the average American just watching the evening news may not realize is that there are a lot of young adults who are pro-life. You, you might think that the only ones who are pro-life are, are uh, older folks. But why are you, as a young adult yourself, why are you personally pro-life? Well, many reasons that I'm pro-life. I think at a physiological level, every living, breathing human being should be for the life and breath of babies. Uh, and if you really think about it, anyone who has an opinion or a stance on the issue of abortion has that opinion because they're able to formulate the opinion and they're able to formulate the opinion because they're alive and they're alive Mm. because their mother chose to keep them. Uh, So I think it would be hypocrisy at the core of a human's existence for one to leverage their own life to put an end to others, those who can't protect themselves. I think also at a deeper level, of course, we believe that God's children, his human creation are made in his image and God honors life, the, the biological process of life, and it's an attack on God when we end the beauty that is childbirth. Mm-hmm. And if anyone has ever held a newborn baby in their arms mm-hmm. or been there in the, in the uh, 
uh, waiting room when the doctor comes out and and brings the good news that a baby boy or baby girl has been born. Yeah. Uh, that's that's a joyful experience, you know. The, regardless of the situation, circumstances that that child was conceived in, the life of that child, the worth of that child, the value of that child is incredible. Because the Bible makes it very clear that God so loved the world. And even Jesus in his ministry, remember, one of the most precious Sunday school pictures in my classroom as a kid growing up at First Baptist in Pensacola was Jesus there surrounded by little children when he said, let the little kids come unto me. Jenna, how many churches have participated since you began your work here in the Roanoke Valley? And and tell us again about the opportunity of what's called Adoption Weeks by Love Life and what the four-step journey is for for those churches who participate with Love Life. Well, we have 13 churches who are fully committed to partnership. Um, And what we do is walk them through a four-step journey found in chapters one through three of Nehemiah's story in the Bible. And that four-step process is hear, pray, go, and connect. Um, And this journey really just allows us to simply educate churches on the truth of abortion and what God's word says about the sanctity of life. And it's a week that's really focused on prayer for the unborn. And then at the end of that adoption week, the church joins us for a prayer walk across the street from the local abortion center to intercede on behalf of the unborn through prayer. Mm. And and I've seen at times driving past Peter's Creek, brothers and sisters in Christ there praying uh, that on that day, at that time, that morning, that afternoon, that there won't be additional deaths because of abortion. It's a powerful, powerful image. You know, I've never seen anybody... uh, shouting and throwing rocks, you know, or spray painting or trying to do any property damage. It is just a peaceful declaration of love in action in calling men and women not to engage in the practice of ending a life through abortion. Uh, Patrick, I know that our church at First Roanoke will be participating this year in our own adoption week of ministry. Uh, In fact, that's going to be a little bit later on this very month. Now, Love Life says that its core values are, and I'll just read it from their website, we are motivated by the great commandment, guided by the great commission, collaborating in John 17 unity to reach the least of these at abortion mission fields. Patrick, why is this core value statement a good fit with, uh, well, let's make it personal, your ministry right, Mm. right here at First Roanoke? Well, we can't think about the least of these without thinking about mothers who believe that abortion is their only choice. Uh, What a vulnerable state to be in. And if there's anyone more vulnerable than her in that situation, it's the child in the womb uh, who depends on that mother to not abort. So I think if there's one ministry area in the church that might see the direct impact of ministry to the least of these, it may very well be Kynos. Uh, And I'm really excited about the partnerships that we've established and seeing people in Kynos, young adults who may be in recovery, homeless shelters, may have special needs. Uh, We are on the forefront. We get to love on these people every single week. And for many of them, a church experience in the past may have been associated with, you know, people looking at them funny or mistreating them. We have a great thing going on here. And I believe with partnerships that have started to form with organizations like Love Life or Straight Street, for example, uh, we have tons of opportunities to be a ministry to where Kynos and on a greater scale, First Roanoke is seen as a light in this city. Boy, that's a great word, Patrick. Now, in case one of our listeners is not familiar with uh, us referring to our ministry as kainos to this particular age group, take just a minute and tell us what kainos means. 
Yeah, so kainos means new. It comes from the Greek word new. And what we do is we minister to college age, young professionals, young adults, generally 18 to 34 um, in the Roanoke City and greater Roanoke Valley. And uh, this ministry is is more than simply just a Bible study, but there are a lot of opportunities for new friendships, yeah. and fellowship, and connections. In fact, it's it's kind of been fun to see how many couples. Oh yeah, <laughs> we've seen families form yeah. out of what basically is a a young single adult ministry, mm-hmm. and now in some cases these families are on their way to even having their their first child. And that's certainly something that we want to champion. You know, a lot of these. Uh, young adults do show up for many reasons, one of which is trying to find a significant other. <laughs> but we want to see them form families that become, you know, young families in our church where their children are then getting plugged into our church. And that's that's the future leaders of First Roanoke right there. And you know, Patrick, if you're a um, devoted follower of Christ, what better place to meet uh, your future spouse than in a uh, place of worship and fellowship and Bible study and Christian activity and kingdom work. Yeah, no doubt. That's great. Now, Jenna, you mentioned something not long ago about the surprising connection uh, between praying churches and rescuing unborn children, that that you have literally seen a a visible connection. Can you tell our listeners about uh, what, what we believe is a truly divine connection when churches are out there praying uh, for those women that are uh, going into um, um, Planned Parenthood abortion centers. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's absolutely a correlation between lives being saved when the church shows up to pray. Um, and we've even noticed that on days of concentrated prayer, there's up to a 70% decrease in abortions. Mm. Um, and almost wow. every single week that there has been a church engaged um, through an adoption week, we have actually witnessed a family choose life for their baby in Roanoke. Mm. Um, and that's really just the power of prayer. We we know that the issue isn't the darkness, but it's the absence of light. Um, so when the light of the church shows up, darkness must flee. And that's why we emphasize this. That's why we want to mobilize the church to pray at our local abortion centers. Boy, that is such a bold and beautiful way to state the truth, what you just said about the importance of Christian witness Mm -hmm. being the light of Christ shining in this darkened world. Uh, Patrick, um, you see a connection between the mission of love life and Jesus' command to make disciples. Mm -hmm. Explain how you see that connection working in a local church setting. Yeah, local churches exist for many reasons, but the primary function of the church is to make disciples. So you think about making disciples, everything involved in it, it's marked by love, loving people where they're at, People who may not look like us, act like us, talk like us, work like us, have the same opportunities as us. And so if discipleship is supposed to be across barriers, right, something um, that indeed involves the least of these, we have to actually stand for these people. And it's up to us to draw the line uh, where it might get cut off. So if, if the goal of discipleship is to help people become followers of Jesus, I can't imagine how in the same breath, anyone who wants to make disciples, right? Showing people a way to eternal life Mm. is also fine with ending lives. It doesn't compute. So if it's true that Christians are disciples who make disciples, and all of us can agree with that, I think we also need to be willing to stand for life in the womb as well. And when we fight abortion, it's not only marching and praying and singing praises to God, but we also have these one-on-one conversations. And that's a space where discipleship happens too. Boy, it's a great opportunity. In fact, in watching some of the videos, Jenna, that you pointed us to on the Love Life uh, website, um, one of the one of the thrilling parts of that website is to hear in their own words yeah. 
women who were going to have an abortion, or in one case had worked at an abortion center, and then talking about how God changed their heart, changed their life, mm-hmm. and not just in in where they worked or the birth of their their baby, but really what happened for the rest of their life since then, because they encountered the love and life and truth of Jesus Christ through the witness and prayers of other Christians who are willing to make a stand and care for. You know, Jenna, abortion clinics, and this is, it's, it's really interesting to think about it this way. They are the only places in America where we know that people, unborn babies, are scheduled to die. You know, we hear in the secular media a lot about how Planned Parenthood provides quote, prenatal health care for women. But actually, Jenna, you've seen something very different here in Roanoke. Would you tell us about it, please? Yeah, well, what many people don't know about Planned Parenthood is that it was actually founded by a white woman named Margaret Sanger. Um, She was a racist and eugenicist, and her ultimate plan was actually to wipe out populations that she deemed as less fit. Um, And Planned Parenthood's slogan is, care no matter what. Um, And I laugh every time I see that because it's very clear that all they care about is the money that they receive from performing abortions. It's what keeps their doors open. It's what keeps their wallets full. Um, And we've come across many women that have found out they were pregnant inside the doors of Planned Parenthood. But when they decided to choose life for their baby, there was no support, no follow-up prenatal care for them. Um, And Planned Parenthood Mm -hmm. has even posted articles that target pregnancy care centers um, calling them fake or, or posing medical centers. Um, but at Blue Ridge Women's Center, our local pregnancy care center, you know, they offer free pregnancy tests, ultrasounds, counseling, parenting classes, so much more, um, all at zero cost to their clients. And we've taken many women there to receive care. And every time we have walked in through their doors, they have been nothing but helpful and supportive, and they truly do care for these families and for their babies. Boy, uh, what a beautiful description of a ministry that is having a weekly powerful impact in the lives of others right here in the Roanoke Valley. And certainly want to be praying that number 13 churches will will grow exponentially in this next year. And by the way, in the short time that you and your husband Eastman have lived here in Roanoke Valley, well done. We are so proud and thankful for the impact that you guys are making, not just temporarily in this life, but eternally in the life that is to come. You know, we're almost out of time. So Jenna, let me just jump to the last question and throw it back to you. What is something that you want our listeners today to carry with them from this conversation together? Yeah, I just want people to know that everyone can do something, whether it's committing to prayer or joining us as a partnering church, providing financial support, um, or serving through mentorship or even on the sidewalks. There is a place for you. Acts 17, 26 tells us that God decided when and where you would live, and now you must decide how you will live in this time and place. So I'd just like to encourage the listeners to take the next steps to get involved um, by visiting our website, lovelife.org, to connect here in Roanoke. Boy, what good words both of you are leaving for our listeners today and in this conversation we've had. Thank you so much. And let's be praying that such will be the case for all who hear today's podcast. Okay, guys? Well, friends, with that, we're out of time. And we want to thank our guests, Jenna Woomer and uh, with Love Life Ministries and Patrick Lawrence, Minister to College and Young Professionals here at First Roanoke. You can check out each of their ministries by going to the web and learning more about how God is using Jenna and Patrick. Just type in lovelife.org for Jenna's 
ministry organization, and firstrolo.com for Patrick's, and you'll find out how about it how God is working in their lives to impact this generation and the next. I'm Brian Smith, and I want to thank you for listening to the Star City Podcast, and remember to live this week by His grace and always for His glory.